Hello, and welcome to Geek Cinema Podcast, a podcast where my friends and I have a conversation over geeky, nerdy, and fanboy or fangirl movies alike. My name's Everett, and we're not experts or an educational podcast. Uh, just think of us as your a group of friends that you're listening in on, having a conversation over sci-fi or fantasy or horror or comic book movie. And this is the latter. Uh, the Coldest City is a graphic novel that came out several years ago, and it was made into a movie called Atomic Blonde, and that's why you're here. Uh, if you haven't seen Atomic Blonde or read The Coldest City, just so you know, there are major spoilers, so if you want to avoid those spoilers, go back, consume that content, and then come back and consume ours. Uh, there are also major spoilers for House by the Cemetery, and minor spoilers for The Strangers, Gattaca, Cat in the Brain, and Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. I also wanted to let you guys know that we recorded this on Monday, and then I spent four hours editing it on Tuesday, and it didn't get saved after my computer shut down. So I had to spend another three hours this Friday morning in order to get it up. So there, I spent a lot of time editing this podcast, so I really, really hope you enjoy it. And if you did, please, the least you can do is go leave us a review on iTunes or follow us on Facebook and uh, subscribe. Please! It would mean the world to me uh, and make it worth <laughs> the actual work I put into this. Uh, let's go join myself, Matt, Kendall, Seth, and Kyle and enjoy the conversation, everybody. We have been watching Seth stuff. is going to say first. I watched Seth, the movie first. called The Strangers. I've seen that. Really? That's did you like strangers? it? No. Uh, was it just because that. it was so real? No, it was, I thought it was dumb. Like, it was dumb. I mean, I thought the performance, performance-wise, it was good. You're talking about the one where the three break into the home. Yeah. Okay. I just, there's, I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm not used to movies like that. I just, it, there, there was no plot. Well, there's also the whole. It's Look it up. It's one of the most like the persons make the people the victims make the worst decisions. It's one yeah. of those movies. Yeah. And that just annoys me. Uh I don't know that movie. There are two kinds of horror films I don't like, and one of them is Home Invasion because it's so fucking real, and I, <laughs> I've lived alone a lot of my life, and so that oh, that's my favorite kind. It's scary. The fuck out. Way more than anything else. Like I'll take anything, just about anything over that, except for uh, torture. Porn. That's why I like those. I movies. hate those kind of films, but yeah, Strangers is like one that. that it really worked for me. Really, I, I mean, like it was interesting, and I loved Liv Tyler, and so it was interesting. You know, watching her act, <laughs> yeah. and just watching her be there. Yeah, just watching her be there. But uh, <laughs> overall, I don't know. Like after the movie, I was like, eh. I mean, it leaves you with just like, why did you do this? Well, because you were home, and it's just like, fuck. Yeah. Like yeah. there are those kinds of people in this world, and that, I did have that feeling too. That's, yeah, that's yeah. yeah. No fuck. Like I guess mm. that's the point of the no movie. Fuck. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Echo! Yeah. Do you remember it? <laughs> and they was I I didn't care for it. Oh yeah. Just Yeah. Not not my cup of tea. What else did you watch? I uh, wanna go I wanna I go last because like I, I watched something. something else, but I don't remember. Oh I finally watched uh Kong Skull Island. And it's funny. And I listened to the podcast. I loved it. I was really good. Yeah. That's fun. Oh yeah. I also rewatched uh Homeward Bound. For the first time, mm, great. You rewatched uh, great wait, since, no, no, no. since I, being young. Okay, I was gonna say you want to say this one more time. Rewatched that for the first time. It's like, since being young. All right. All right. 
And it was still good. It was still great. <laughs> Classic. I think the sequel is Kindle's on, the one that does on like Netflix. It, right? It's been quite a while since I've seen that. Oh yeah. Is that on good. Netflix? It's on Netflix. I think the oh, sequel is too. Is it really? I think so. Oh boy. I remember oh, liking the first one and the second one. I think I saw twice, maybe twice, but like. Mm. Why don't you just watch the Brave Little Toaster? See, that's a great one too. My uh, family owned the second one on D- on v- v- VHS, yeah. but uh, not the first. <laughs> so I've seen the second way more. Ah. I don't remember. Which one is the one with the creepy van? I think that's the second. And they start a fire. They go okay. into, like, I remember a liking that one a lot. Yeah, they go to San yeah. Francisco, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't really remember the first one. And, yeah, Sorry, there's Kyle. A, there's a dog catcher. I didn't mean to cut you off yeah, when you're yeah, talking about uh, Kong's Call about what? Kong's Island. I had an uh, epiphany. Why are these people always moving? Oh, no, that's animals. fine. That's all I have to say. It was good. Yeah. Suck. Not as good as Godzilla, but still good. Not as good as Godzilla. Yeah. But good. Did you watch anything else? I was though? kind of expecting to hate no, it, though. I don't think so. How about you, Kyle? What else did you watch? That's all I can think of off the top of my head. Oh, man. I'm going to blow you out of the water. I'm, re- I'm ready. I'm ready. Oh, Kindle's going to Go update, update us first because we've been uh, update up to date now. On, we are we're pretty up to date on the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We binged the cage. Well, we, we hadn't watched ready for Daredevil in a long time. We like, had it's two been episodes left. And we had two episodes left. We just got caught, caught up on other shows, Twin Peaks and Buffy. And so... Uh, now we watched the last two episodes and then went all the way through Luke Cage. And I understand why it's considered the best. Oh, yeah. It's the best good. piece of the Marvel Cinematic Universe because it's amazing. What do you think of Iron right. Fist? Yeah, We're not done with Iron Fist. I was curious where you We're guys are. We're about four episodes in. I, I don't know what to think yet. Yeah, so far it's good. It's okay. Yeah. I'm not I, like, I, I like it. I'm it, not drawn in. I'm not in love with everybody. But, I mean, it's hard to be if I don't know any of the characters. Because the showrunner on Iron Fist just got removed from all Marvel projects. Ooh. Ouch. Yeah. Even Defenders? Yeah. Well, he Defenders is already done in the can. Oh, okay. He right, got, that comes out. He got moved weeks. away. Hey, who? All, the, the showrunner on Iron Fist. I don't know how much. I know he was on multiple Marvel projects. Um, and I know he had some involvement in the Defenders, but I don't know how much beyond that. But he was removed completely from all other Marvel projects. It's because he's going back to Game of Thrones. Is it? I think your shoe is making no, noise. No, I'm just showrunner, kidding. like you mean so Iron too. Fist? Like yeah, the like showrunner. No, the showrunner. Okay, the guy, yeah, yeah. Do you know what a showrunner is? The Kyle took it as the actor. So oh, okay. oh, I thought you meant the actor. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. He can't go dummy. back to Game of Thrones. God, Kyle. <laughs> Resurrection. He's yeah, a white what? Walker. Learn words. <laughs> that like, wouldn't work. Sorry, I was like half listening. Sorry about that. No, no, don't okay. apologize for Kyle's stupidity. And then he confused it <laughs> Everett, with the stupidity. You're, you're mean lately. <laughs> you're just you're just a mean guy. I listened back to the Spider Man podcast and Seth was picking on you, so I wanted a piece. <laughs> you guys are just dicks. I was. I remember. don't like where, why am I friends with you guys? Because <laughs> we make you laugh. Well, it's been two weeks since we've talked. Tell me what you watched. So, uh first I watched a movie called Take Me which is a Netflix original that came out this year about rape about a guy who uh people pay to kidnap him, them mm-hmm. uh, pretty fun it stars a uh, what's her name the lead in Orange is the New Black oh uh Taylor Schilling yeah okay right? the girl who plays Piper yeah yeah uh and it's it's real fun okay it's real weird but real fun all right uh and 
Then Kindle and I went to double feature with Dunkirk and Valerian. Yes, I wanted to hear about Valerian. Uh, well, both of them go hand in hand because both of them were disappointments yeah. for me. Because Same. I went in oh my God. wanting oh, in the same universe. this uh, <laughs> yeah. awesome story from the guy who brought us the prestige and freaking Memento yeah. and Inception and Inter- Interstellar nah. in the Dark Knight trilogy. No. Mm-hmm. We got a war movie. It was just a war movie. See, that's, what I, that's it was, why I was not excited. It was fantastic. Like, it was really well done. It was done a great and it movie. It really keeps you intense the whole time, but... Just it's a fucking a, war, a war story. It's a war, yeah. But it's it is fantastic. But we were expecting. More. Yeah, I was expecting a, a lot. I was down. expecting my mind to be messed with a little bit. Yeah, you know? and it wasn't. But it wasn't. Um, and then Valerian, you know, Luke Besson, my man, The Fifth Element, great movie that Seth fell asleep during. And I still but, felt what? the same vibe. <laughs> <laughs> but, what did I? <laughs> I felt the vibe. Yeah, um, it, there it's is obviously just... more modern. Uh, you can see it. Yeah, it just uh, doesn't feel as original. The characters seemed pushed. Like the Fifth Element is just such an original movie, and Valerian's just kind of That's disappointing. It's just, but uh, no, a lot of the CGI was not great. Which yeah. having that much heavy CGI, I I mean, it makes sense. Um, it was a fun movie. I had it by was, the end of the movie, yeah, I had a lot of fun. By the end I of ended the night, up liking I liked the characters. Valerian more than Dunkirk because I actually had fun during it. Yeah, and Dunkirk's very somber and very bleak, straight faced. Gotcha. Uh, whereas Valerian, even though it wasn't that great, it was fun. So okay. I, I enjoyed it. It's just I was expecting more. There's one Fifth Element reference that I actually caught, but huh. So like says, the alien race or something or what? No, they just say uh, one of the main characters says, I like your hat, which is what Corbin Dallas says to the guy outside his apartment. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very. Yep. I don't know why I caught that. Yeah. <laughs> I guess because I had seen it in the last couple of months. Sure. Uh, then, um, as you know, I'm trying to go through Rotten Tomatoes top 100 sci-fi movies. Right. And so I wanted to go ahead and check another off my list which was on the stars app uh gattaca uh-huh. which is a movie with uh i caught part of it uh uma thurman gattaca. and i don't know their god names. ethan hawk okay um and it's about designer babies huh. in the future it was ethan interesting. Hawk is not a designer baby and he's trying to pose himself as one basically mm. did you like it it was fun I, I it was really it. good i didn't even catch uh, the whole thing but i also, caught on really fast and i liked it I don't remember who else was in it, but it was good. Uh, it was British guy who's number really eighty-six, or sorry, eighty-five on the list, but is now recently eighty-six because War of the Planet of the Apes took number thirteen on the Damn. list and bumped Splice off the list. So I guess I never have to watch that. Thank goodness. I do not want to watch Splice. I don't. I, ever I love again. Splice. Okay. It's fucking creepy. All right. I never heard of that. It's got um, got Adrian Brody in it. It's uh. It's kind of about designing the perfect being. It's fucking creepy. It is very creepy. Did you have anything else? Ever when you no. said designer babies, I thought of like the babies that wear designer clothes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, you mean <laughs> like you mean like the I boss like, baby? Oh, like fashion, like fashion babies. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that sounds weird. So I got I I have. But then I remembered you were talking about sci-fi. I have a few here. Oh. Okay. It's been a while. Um, it, it's, it's been, been it's been a while and like on um, on uh, Instagram I won like this little giveaway thing and it came with a book um, by Lucio Fulci 
or about Lucio Fulci. So I decided to like dig into this thing and watch one of his films. Like he did this movie called Italian film called the beyond. This is another weird trip to Italy with Matt. Um, and uh, need, the beyond I, I've watched like twice and I still don't fucking understand what I watched. Okay. And that's rare for me. Cause like I enjoy David Lynch and things like that. Um, but at any rate, uh, I watched one of his mixed reception like kind of films and one of his more well loved films, uh, cat in the brain, which was the mixed reception was a weird movie. And he, plays himself throughout the movie and he's losing his grip on reality and it's really weird but it doesn't really work it feels like uh your uncle took a the vhs camera and made a film Um, and then the other one which was uh house by the cemetery was very like uh it was like italy's take on the vampire and frankenstein mythos and smashed them together and it felt like a twilight zone episode to a point too because there was this lady who the film tells you visually that this is a lady that used to be a mannequin and she's come to life, but then she dies like a normal person and you forget, like the the film forgets that she was a mannequin or something. So like great, cool ideas, but um, it was kind of, it was a little disappointing, but it was better than Cat in the Brain. What about Pinky oh. in the Brain? So... And then I have, <laughs> I watched two other things. I love Pinky and the Brain. I watched two other things, which uh, <laughs> I would definitely call uh, Geek Mendations. Oh, okay. Well, I'll, pl- I'll add this in later, but for here. Hey, hey, it's time for Geek Mendation. Hey, hey, it's time for Geek Mendation. Recommend me something, guys. The last bit is my favorite. You're so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, if you like documentaries, check out these two, especially if you like this geek culture and all the stuff we talk about. Uh, the first one is Doomed, the story of Roger Corman's Fantastic Four. And oh. it's on Amazon Prime if you want to watch it. It is all about the... Fantastic Four film that was made in the early 90s just to simply keep the rights and like it talks about how everyone was let on that this was a real thing and the actors put in their own money to promote this thing like this was a huge deal for them they thought it was their big break uh the only actor you might know is uh the son from Uncle Buck plays Johnny Storm it's great it, like you get all points of view and it's very thoroughly explained like hey like this one company knew knew the whole time and led like I don't know probably two to three hundred people on just a wild goose chase do you recommend watching the actual movie before the documentary or if, the other way around I would do the other way around interesting because I've watched that film I watched that film a long time ago mm-hmm. and it is it's pretty terrible but if you watch it after hearing the actors talk about their passion for it and like how they tried to make it the best thing in the world, it's more enjoyable. Because on some things you also understand like, hey, why the why are we like in three locations instead of like, you know, all over the place like a superhero, a superhero film would be. So and then to tie into this, it was a double feature. Uh I watched The Death of Superman Lives, What mm. Happened, which is all about the Tim Burton Superman film that we almost got in the late 1990s mm. uh, with Nick Cage as Superman. Nick Cage. I've tried to find that for like two years now, and I, I've i never found it. I watched it on Hulu. Yeah, it's on Hulu. Huh, okay. 
Um, I haven't looked there. The movie or the docu? The documentary. The movie, no. never, the got movie never came out. Oh, got you. Yeah, I never got made, but they got as far as like concept art and even putting Nick Cage in the suit. And you see all these behind the scenes uh, like videos and stuff of what things were going to be like. Uh, they wanted it to be serious. And like literally they, the, the, they wrote down three rules. Like rule number one, no flying. Rule number two, I don't want to see him in the suit. No, no red, no, no red and blue suit. Uh, and the third one was, uh, God, what was the third? So not Superman. Pretty much. Uh, I there was there was some other third rule. I don't remember what it was, but it was everything that Superman was not. And Superman had to have guards. And at the midpoint of this film, Brainiac was going to show up at the su- Fortress of Solitude to take on Superman's guards, which were polar bears. Okay. Old Timmy beautiful. boy. Yeah. Who was writing that? Uh, it, it has three different writers, but the first guy, to t- well, I don't know the first guy. The second guy to take a crack at it and the most well-known was Kevin Smith. Oh. Um, oh, yeah. But John that. Peters was the guy who, behind it who actually at the time owned the rights of Superman and was like, these are the rules. Like, we don't want him in the suit because he's not – because if he's in the suit, then he doesn't look like he's from the street. And John Peters did the last two Batman, Batman movies He's of done the every 90s. Batman movie. Oh, okay. Except for the newer ones. Um, but yeah, and he is, it's an interesting, interesting thing. And Tim Burton's on camera too, talking about it and showing like his designs and so, so interesting, highly recommended. Hmm. Yep. So I actually watched another movie that I forgot about because it was so bad. Wait, wait, before, before, let me oh. close out Matt's oh. segment. Oh. Oh. Hey, hey, it's time for geek commendation. Hey, hey, it's time for geek commendation. Recommend me something, guys. <laughs> I just like Seth's lip syncing to that. That's what <laughs> couldn't see. So yeah, I don't rem- even remember what this movie call- was called, but it was a Netflix original. And it basically the guy, like, main character has this girlfriend, and they break up over something stupid, and then he goes and he sleeps with this other girl, and she ends up being crazy and, like, stalks him. Oh, Kindle wants to watch that. Oh. What's it called? Yes, um, shoot. What is that called? I don't remember. Um, hmm. you, you... Got, no, you... You get me. You get me. Mm-hmm. That's it. Oh, God. <laughs> it's got the redhead that was on the Disney Channel. Oh, God, as in it was a bad movie or just... Yeah, I he didn't said like he, it. He said he forgot about it. I know. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, it didn't look good. Uh, Bella Thorne. Yeah, that's it. If you want it's Bella Thorne. Hmm. She's the crazy girl. I recognize one of the people, and it was a girl from. Um, she she's on some of those. Uh, watch mode. No, that's not the right thing. Dancing with the Stars. The, the React one, channel. React channel. She's been on the React channel mm. before. Does Fine that mean brothers. she's a YouTube star or something? I guess so. Oh, yeah. that's weird. If you I like uh, it. if you want like a interesting Netflix original thriller kind of thing, mm. check out the movie Hush. I can't remember if the you hush. I can't remember if the protagonist Ooh, was that the bo- the the deaf girl. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. It's so really interesting good. the the sound design and stuff in that film. Hmm. Yeah, I need to watch that one. It's good. If you want something to, because it sounds like your girlfriend is into these kinds of films. I think she, she's already seen it. She was telling me to watch it. Okay, because like, like oh, Seth doesn't watch these kinds of movies that I keep hearing come out of your mouth, yeah. and it's like, hmm, hmm. Yeah. I always see it, and I'm like, eh, nah. 
It's worth it. It looked interesting, but yeah. Uh, yeah. It's worth it. Cool. I will watch it then. All right. Anything else? Ah! What? What was that, Kindle? <laughs> Kindle is covered with uh, um, mosquito bites. So uh, she's miserable right now. Yes. Uh, but you liked Atomic Blonde, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's a that was a that was a yeah uh yeah so yeah. earlier this year uh i got on actually it was right before box office bets i was mm. getting mine together about yeah. february <laughs> or so uh, that was right before right. <laughs> we did it in like may yeah it was, uh, yeah that's, like, that's a long time hey before. hey i like to be prepared you do like to be prepared. uh but on my journey through the Wikipedia list of 2017 journey movies, I saw the title Atomic Blonde, and it really caught my eye. Mm-hmm. So I go to look at the page, and I see Charlize Theron ah! as the star. Great actress. Mm-hmm. Been a fan for a long time. David Leitch, who I know as one of the co-directors and co-writers of John Wick. Great mm-hmm. film that I liked. Mm-hmm. Uh and a few other lists in there, like John Goodman, who I'd just seen in 10 Cloverfield Lane. Yes. A great movie. He's having a resurgence. And great role. He really is. Mm-hmm. He's the um, best. And James McAvoy. James also. McAvoy. Uh, and based on the graphic novel, The Coldest City. So I'm like, this sounds awesome. I can't wait for it to come out. And as we got closer, I wanted to take y'all out to see it. So I took you out. Kyle saw it today, right, Kyle? Actually, I changed my mind and I went and saw it last night. Oh, okay, nice. Well, yeah. I was going to wait till today, but then said, "Yeah, I saw it last yeah." Night. Uh, when I asked her if she liked it because she was scratching her mosquito bites, but she enjoyed the movie. Seth, <laughs> I did as well. That like I I'm loved it. I was really small I was getting confused at parts, but I'm less confused now. I don't. But okay, I, loved it. I was like, I don't know why you're mm-hmm. confused. No, just, I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed mm-hmm. it. And Kyle, yeah, thumbs up. Um. Seth, I'm glad I'm not the only one that was confused. Yeah. Um, because my overall review of it, to sum it up, was basically like when I left the theater, I was like, that was awesome, but I'm totally confused. I can explain it all. Okay, well, we'll get so, there. So I went, it I went like red, I went like red reviews today, and that cleared up a lot of stuff. I was like, oh, yeah, that, okay, now that makes sense. So, so I kind of pieced it together now. But at the time, I was like, no idea what's going on, but this is amazing. So, so this is a film, uh, yeah, it is. Charlize. That's how you say mm, it, Charlize. Sure mm-hmm. I always say it mm-hmm. wrong. I always say Charlize. <laughs> I don't know why. Charlize Theron spent the better part of five years getting off the ground after a production company was sent the then unpublished graphic novel, which you named The Coldest right. City. Uh, David Leitch. Leitch was approached the uh, at a time mm-hmm. he was facing an uphill battle with John Wick 2 and its direction. So when The Coldest City came his way, he stepped away from John Wick uh, based off creative differences. Right, and she was a fan of the movie, and that's why she approached him. She was, and she also felt that now with a director like that involved, this was a time uh, where a successful female James Bond film could be made and added in the French agent love interest uh, Delphine with the blessing of the creators of The Coldest City. Um this this feeling of now is the time was brought on by the success, success uh, and takeoff of her character in Fury Road. Oh, yeah. There's not a lot of history be- behind this, but she did train for uh, nearly three months for 46 hours in order to do all of her own stunts and fight scenes. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, 
Yeah. The film was retitled Atomic Blonde, funny enough, in February 2017. When you were, I must have mm-hmm. been around the time you were looking up uh, box oh. office best bet stuff. Um, primarily shot in the UK, around Europe, including actually on location in Berlin, which is something that's rare whenever you did pick Berlin in kind of a negative light, just like mm-hmm. filming in Germany. It's very tricky. It's released in released on seven twenty eight two thousand seventeen, so July, yeah. Uh, to mostly positive reviews and recouped its budget more or less opening weekend. Yep. And here we are. Uh, I actually read the graphic novel. Did you? Uh, yeah. And so watching this movie was probably a much much different experience than you guys had. Yeah. Uh, because I'm seeing it compared to that, and actually before seeing the movie. I was confused of how, why Kindle was so excited for it because the graphic novel is very, very different. It's very cold and harsh, like noir style, Mm -hmm. like very detective black and white. It not a lot of, uh, leading you because there's lots of French and German dialogue that does not have subtitles. Yeah. So hmm. you're just assuming they're saying certain stuff unless you want to Google it, which I didn't <laughs> when I went through the book. Once I fig- found out she was really excited, I assumed the action had been kicked up. Because like in, in the uh, graphic novel, the only really action scene is the stairwell scene, which after Spyglass is actually sniped in the book, and she runs up the stairwell, basically punches the guy a couple times, and then throws him down the stairwell. And that's all the action in the graphic novel. So wow. this was a much different movie, but I loved it still. Well, I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, immediately, like my first thought when I got out of that film, and actually as we were watching it, I was that I just couldn't stop thinking about James McAvoy. Like he, to me, was the MVP of this film. <laughs> Seriously, oh, he no. kept he kept me so <laughs> he kept me so interested. Uh, more so, okay, like, I have a hard time uh, with Charlize. Get but, out. No. Nah, you're, you're gonna, nah, nah, nah. I'm going to hate you, I will you tell right you, now. I will tell you I haven't seen Fury Road. Okay. What are we doing here? <laughs> Stop well, this podcast. One day we were, we were talking about going through all the Mad Max films. So I was waiting. I was waiting for that. My, my, uh, so my relationship with her is a little bit Sharona. different than yours. <laughs> Um, because I primarily remember her for a film called Monster. Right. Have you seen that? No. Okay. Of course she, not. I was a kid when it came out. But have you seen it? Have you seen? Has anybody no. seen Monster? No. Okay. No. It's no. intense, though. It is a very, very intense film, and she plays a very real individual. Like it's obviously it's based off a true story. Um, but that to me, her in that film, like that's her acting and mm-hmm. I have a hard time separating her from that in a way and everything else I've always seen her in since even Prometheus like I enjoy her in Prometheus but I feel like she plays the same character just about every time mm-hmm. um, and my problem yeah. my my problem with her in this film is that we don't get a lot of character development for her where we learn more more about James McAvoy's character than we do anybody else in this film and that's why I had no, I had little interest in Char, like Charlize. Like as we went on, I was like, especially when Delphine showed up, I was expecting like a little bit more. Like, are we gonna learn a little bit more? We see that there's at the beginning of the film, we see the photograph of her with uh, James, but there's no real anything there. Like she tosses around in the sheets with him, 
literally. And that's all you, you get that brief glimpse of their relationship. So with Delphine, I was like, maybe we're going to get more flashbacks to that and kind of her personal life, something like that. But we got nothing. Um, so I was, I don't know. She was a very blank slate. I was I not, that. I yeah, was I, not can, that, I think it, it was makes, part of the it play. It makes sense for the character because she's a triple agent. She doesn't show True. her real personality. And, also, I think uh, it was purposely shot whereas, that way. So whereas, it's kind of a play for you also. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think it works both ways. Some people that's interesting. Some people it's boring. Yeah. You're boring. Right, okay. but as with with, <laughs> with David Percival, he has this personality that he's trying to portray to yeah. everyone that he's this like slacker type. Uh, but he's the smartest man in the room. Guy. No, who, she is. Yeah, she's not a man. She is. Uh, okay. Whereas <laughs> it's it's two different type personalities. They're, they're both spies, but he's the more of trying to act like he's up not not he's not into any things too deep. Whereas she just has a poker face almost Mm -hmm. all the time all the time yeah yeah i liked that about her uh that's straight out of the comic she's very uh cold and blank in the face whereas in this she has that but she's also badass like and knowing that that in uh, charlie's mind this was meant to be like a female james bond Mm -hmm. kind of thing I like the Bond films. I like a lot of the Bond films. Um, I don't like every Bond film, but I like a lot of them. And I like the character of James Bond because as you go on, even though he's meant to be the coldest man in the room, you you learn about him. And you learn why he is the way he is, why he does certain things. And that's interesting. I learned that she was a good fighter and she likes ice baths. She's a good liar, too. And a good liar. She like has to take ice baths because she's all bruised up. I I know. I mean, I know why she does that, but I'm just saying. Like I, that was about it. Like other she than that, but we learned more about her than just that. Tell me what all what else we learned about her. And she likes that, that certain she's kind of the vodka best thing. agent there. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and that was another that problem I had with this movie. Percival's ass. <laughs> There's another problem I had with this movie, is that I felt like everything was telegraphed. And maybe it's because I'm a jaded watcher, but the second she took issue with the CIA guy being there, the guy that she shouldn't even have any real interaction with or something like that, I was like, that's bullshit. Like, that feels like an act. Huh. I didn't huh. get that at all. Like, no. she takes such an issue with you him. You gotta like, get out of your head, Matt. <laughs> She's like, get him the <laughs> fuck out of here. I don't want him in here. Da, da, da. I was like, why do you care? Why He's do you? He's American. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> but she's an agent and this is a job and why does she care? So to me that felt a little that was a little I mean I had questions but it wasn't like I wasn't like suspicious of anything. I just had questions. No. Of like what their past dealings were and like what happened between them, you know? I didn't I didn't think about like if something I don't know that they were like teaming up or something. And not a problem I had with this movie, but something interesting about this movie was that we didn't really have an antagonist, not a lead antagonist. Mm-hmm. I thought that was interesting because our antagonist mm-hmm. dies. I thought our, it was the blonde lady. Huh? I thought it was the blonde lady. But she's the protagonist and the antagonist. Oh, anti- sorry. I yeah, thought, I thought the antagonist oh, okay. was the guy that shot her antagonist. or whatever yeah. that guy and was. And he, died, he dies he 45 dies. minutes into the film. Like, he died, and I checked my photo. I was like... 
shit, like we're 30 or 40 minutes into this. Yeah, and it didn't happen the way I thought. Like I thought, you know, they were going to have some final showdown, you know. Right. But they kind of give you that idea from right in the beginning of, you know, the guy who the, uh, he's a random love guy. interest or whatever. Yeah, James. He's like, I'm going to die from you. You're like a nobody, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But. So that was interesting. Um, but I like, I liked, I liked yeah, that. that. I'm weird. not complaining about it. I actually liked that aspect. Mm-hmm. It was interesting mm-hmm. because it's not what you would expect. Yeah. Well, it kind of is in a, in the world of spies, and uh, especially with this whole the list is based around double agents. No. That's why if it goes out, people are screwed because everything they've done against their own agency is going to be out. Right. Uh, so I can see in a world of spies, there is no antagonist or protagonist, really. Mm. Yeah. No. Yeah. Shades of gray. Ticking clock here, I guess, was our antagonist. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, or the wall. <laughs> or the wall. The wall. Yeah. Mm. Which, uh, that's another thing. The writer of this book, I so. thought it's very smart to put this whole event around the Berlin wall. Like, in the book, it's more tense. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it's cold and uh, harsh and uh, not a lot of fighting. So it's just like at any time, everything's going to explode. Mm-hmm. And that works. Not 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 as much in the movie, but... Uh, I liked it. I definitely liked that. I loved the setting of this film, the 80s, and the soundtrack. Oh, man. Oh, Sound- the soundtrack was Soundtrack great. had me. I was like, okay, I'm sold. I'm in, like... No matter what this film is, I will appreciate Here, the music. Let me ask you something. Me? Um, yeah. So, well, just everybody, I guess. Oh, um, okay, so sorry I thought one of one of the things I I didn't like about this movie, and it it worked better for this movie, but it reminded me a little bit of like Suicide Squad, mm. in that one of my biggest complaints about Suicide Squad was that it seemed like in post production they wanted to liven it up and make it more like fun and less like dark and serious, and so they like tried to spruce it up a little bit so they added like fun music and they made it all like neon colored and it seemed like they did that a little bit in this it fit better but um but do you think that the originally the movie was like really dark and serious like the comic and then they wanted to like spruce it up and make it more like more fun to watch and so they added like fun 80s music and made you know all the neon colors and stuff like that Mm. or what do you think no actually I, I read into this a little bit because I was curious of that same thing. Yeah, that was the director's choice. He wanted to mm-hmm. he, he wanted it to feel kind of like uh, he like in one interview he described it as Suspiria, which I don't know if you know what that is, but mm-hmm. it's an older Italian film um, considered a classic. And just about every frame of that film, there the characters are bathed in like a shade of red or a sh- like a very vibrant color. And watching this film, I was like. Oh wow! Like I kept noticing that. I was like, "That's an interesting choice." Um, yeah, like when she's in the club in clubs and stuff like that, it's very red and blue, room. like on her skin and stuff. Yeah, like her that. room. So, or... so I thought it was more in, more intentional. And then um, there was only there's only like one there was one scene that was left on the cutting room floor. Everything else made it into the film. Actually, the lighting reminds me a lot of John Wick. Yeah, I can like because John Wick is like yeah. really dark and crazy. With like violence, but yeah. in like a fun way. Like the yeah. the saturation is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Like it's just it's very cool to look at. Yeah. Uh, and they also have like 
they have some subtitles in the movie, but it's like a cool colored font. Yeah. And this movie kind of does that too. Uh, Boogeyman. I, I actually, w- I w- there was a quote from Dave, David Leitch when he came on because he said he liked the book and its style, but he said, what if we do a noir and instead of making it feel stark and monochrome, what if we saturated it with color? Yes. Which it's just cool. It's yeah. a unique yeah. take on the spy movie. It is. Speaking of Leitch, I didn't realize he was a stuntman initially. Mm-hmm. And like he did stunt work for like yeah. Blade and Fight Club and uh, Wolverine. And he even he had acting roles in like The Order and Dukes of Hazard remake, The Mechanic. And then was the second unit director on Captain America Civil War. Mm. Never realized that. Um, did you? And you liked the story. You liked the writing of the film? Yeah. It was well, this, fun. this writer, Kurt Johnston, Johnstad, uh, he wrote one of two competing scripts for Aquaman, and his was not picked up. Oh, man. But Idiots. I, well, I was just thinking, it was like, how like how violent would that Aquaman movie have been? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. What is he? Have you mm. seen what he wrote before? Uh, he did uh, 300, 300 <laughs> Rise of an Empire, <laughs> Act oh, of Valor, both of those. and True Vengeance. Those are the only films he's written. Oh, okay. Very limited. On IMDb, it says he's the director of Deadpool 2. That's yeah, Leitch, he, yeah. Yeah, once uh, Tim Miller dropped because of creative differences, uh, they signed him on. Yeah. But after seeing this, I'm like, all right. Yeah, 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 definitely. The film, it was very authentic, too. Uh, like, uh, they had Jodorowsky's uh, Stalker playing in the theater. Like, we were watching, and I saw the oh. Stalker... Uh, poster and i was like holy shit i was like that came out like right around this time um there was also there was also a sign uh for roger waters concert (laughs) and there's a dvd that i own that is called roger waters uh the wall live in berlin and that concert took place the night before they tore the wall down wow and it was all like there's some really there like I was just did their research. Yeah, they did. And I was well, I was just really impressed. Seth. Yeah. Yeah. Did you think of anything about that ending? Uh anything I, cross your mind? Uh, what a twist was uh probably the <laughs> twi- You could say it a little better. <laughs> um, uh, <clears throat> what a twist <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Yeah. I was yeah. thinking Twataplist. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Twataplist. I thought the same. Yeah. That was. Does that surprise you? That you I thought, thought the what? same. Oh, yes, it does. Because you read it, you would have called it. Actually, you read it. I did not. How does the book end? The book ends with her being just satchel, and that's how it ends. She's meeting up with the guy who ran into her at the at the restaurant. The guy that first is trying to talk to her. Yeah, you know, yeah, that yeah. He, she actually does see at the near the end of the movie, and then he mm. tries to have her killed. He doesn't have a try to ever killed. At the end of the book, she is the bad guy. She's do, she's mm. not a CIA agent, and huh. so seeing her kill those guys and then go to join uh, Kurtzfeld, to I was character. like, what? Yeah. Wow. It was. I mean, it was. The writer has said he he of the novel mm-hmm. uh, has said he's fine with the movie. He loves it. He loves yeah. the, He's fine with the changes. He understands when you make an adaption, you have to make changes to make it fit the, the medium. Right. So I 
Did you I loved read the having sequel? a twist of the book. No, I didn't read it. It's a prequel. It's a prequel? Yeah, it's about Percival. Oh, oh. interesting. Uh, yeah, I didn't read that. But, um, yeah, so I was happy to have a twist in the book and in the movie. Does it explain in the graphic novel, or do you guys think... Actually, you don't answer. Did you guys think... You answer after. Kyle, listen, did you guys think that she actually was in a relationship with James and that she gave a shit about James? Do you think any of that was real or anything like that to her? See, that was one thing I was confused about. It was was very cloudy, wasn't it? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I still don't know. Kyle? I thought no. Thought no? Like, I thought it was uh, an act for, you know, her job. Hmm. What about you, Kendall? I thought she liked him. I don't know how serious it was, but she obviously liked him. I was just, I was, that was, that was something that, that was, whenever the movie was over, I was like, okay, did she ever even give a shit about him? Hmm. Like, was that real to her at all? Because you think for a moment it's real because you Mm -hmm. see the flashback and all that. photograph. Yeah. And like, she keeps the memento, like there's something there, but then you find out she's a triple agent and it's, to me, it was just like. That had to be, like, I thought maybe it was like, okay, maybe it was all fake. But maybe it wasn't. I don't know. It's, it was something that I wanted well, from her yeah, character. Well, yeah, because maybe, like, did. along the way, yeah, maybe, like, along the I way she got him. attached to him. But you would think as a CIA agent she can't try to fall in love with an MI6 agent. Yeah. No, but she like, can still fuck him. But so you, you think can that, still you think care that was about all them. it was? Oh, okay. Like, I'd be pissed if a friend that I just know was murdered. What uh? What did it give anything in the graphic novel? There's no uh. There's no relationship between them two. Interesting. She just they ask her at first. Did did you know, Agent, uh, Gascoigne? And they she says Gascoigne. uh, he runs around in some of the same circles. I could say hello if I needed to. Uh, basically. So basically the same kind of line. Okay. Uh, huh. But yeah, no no relationship. no relationship. It's interesting. Yeah, it almost seems like just randomly thrown in the movie. It may be more obvious, but same question for the, is it Delphine? Delphine. Delphine. Ah. Delphine. Do you think that that was just an act or was that somewhat genuine? No, she liked her. I think there was some genuine, I think, but I don't think it was necessarily like, hey, I want to bone your brains out. I think it was more of like, I'm going to try and look out for you because you're new at this and you're going to get fucked over hard, especially by this guy. I more so took it as... uh, that's the quickest way to get answers sure, or get she information. Cared. And I thought she it was more one-sided. She was upset when she died. But was yeah. she super upset? She, she was, was more super just upset. Like, she was upset I mean, as any spy would be. She was like, you didn't have to kill her, but that's really all there was to that. Right. She's not supposed to have yeah. a And I think it was more It was more one-sided where Delphine seemed like she was really into Lorraine, but, you know. Here's, a, here's another uh, fun fact. When, I, when we meet her... I didn't know who she was because in the graphic novel, she's actually Pierre. Yeah, she wasn't in there. They made her a, they changed uh, Pierre to to Delphine. And added the subplot, yeah. Yeah, it was very weird. I mean, it's basically the exact same character. Oh, really? Like they, she meets him, only he owns a restaurant. And so he invites her to his restaurant and that's where she runs into the other guy. And then he rescues her or he talks her away from the conversation. Um, and then they have a relationship. She finds out he's a spy. It's yeah. the exact same thing. This is a, This is something else interesting. I don't know if you guys... I'm sure you guys picked up on it. Um, but as we get into, like, closer to realizing that she's a double agent, 
mm-hmm. that she could be Satchel. I knew pretty quick, actually. The, uh, you're right. I mean, I mean that's, that's kind of what I figured. Uh, but they, uh, they start adding in songs that are covers of songs you had heard previously. Yeah, and oh, I noticed Did that. Did you notice that? There was one early on. It was Blue Monday, and there was uh, 99 Love Balloons. Yeah. I liked that cover a lot. Which one? Oh, the 99 Balloons. Oh, yeah. It was very slow. And yeah. Very, yeah. It's very so was the Blue Monday. It was very slow and dark sounding. Yeah, and then I looked up at that band because I was like, wow, this sounds awesome. And they're like a death metal band. <laughs> awesome. Whoa. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> they're called Health. And, oh, okay. Yeah. And Prosperity. Um, but, uh, speaking of Delphine, uh, that was Sophia Butella of the mummy. Yep. And she did, you also have thoughts. Uh, did I butcher her name? No, 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 you pronounced it correctly. Okay, cool. Um, I I wasn't sure what your face was. Uh, Right. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so of the mummy and, uh, yeah, I just was laughing at the fact of, of the mummy. Yeah. We were laughing at the mummy. We we can, we can gloss over that. I wanted to talk about that. Alex Kurtzman is leaving the Dark Universe. Oh wow! What a what a surprise! What a twist! <laughs> what a twist! Uh, <laughs> so she did better than I expected. Way better than I expected. Uh, I was worried she wouldn't be able to match the intensity of uh, either McAvoy or Charlize. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was because she's was, the newer actress. She okay. She kicks Sometimes ass. whenever you're put into films like The Mummy to play a one-note character of said mummy, you are put there because you are a character actor and you do one thing really well. Do you understand what I mean? Like, you mm-hmm. kind of become that one-note kind of actor. And here, she's got to be a little more than... She's got to be three-dimensional because her character was also a little bit more interesting to me than the Charlize character. Yeah. How could you? Kyle, you agree with me? I Quiet. agree, yeah. Where it seemed, seemed like she was a real person where Charlize See, was I get very what you're saying. That. I just robotic don't care. And I just don't care. <laughs> <laughs> but robots are cool, Kyle. They're the future. They are. I no, I mean, I, I didn't dislike her. I definitely for her. No, I yeah, get what you're no, saying. It it's more fit of a, the movie and everything like that. It's easier to relate to characters who you are more like. But I yeah. knew it was so about her, so I didn't care about them. Well, and just also that have some reality to them, and it's not like like for. Lack of a better example, Superman. You don't. People have a hard time relating to Superman because Superman is an alien. He's perfect, and nothing can hurt him. Mm-hmm. Essentially, I mean, crypt, uh, crypt, right. like Kryptonite can, but who has that? You know what I mean, Lex Luthor. So, people have a hard time that. relating to that, and that's also why the Superman film in general is hard to crack. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and that's my problem with Charlize. Like, she is kind of a perfect badass agent. And yes, as we go on, we definitely see that she gets her ass kicked a little bit along the way. But she's still top dog. And it's just, there's no backstory. There's no nothing. It's just like Ready Player One. Like, hmm. seriously, like it feels kind of like the video game faceless antagonist or protagonist that you get put into in a first person shooter. Okay. Those are the best kind. <laughs> Okay, okay, I, I, I get what you're saying. Um, I agree. I hear what you're saying. I just don't give a shit. Yeah, it just wasn't a problem. <laughs> I just me. disagree. That's, and that's okay. <laughs> that's all right. That's your opinion. Uh, um, yeah. So you made a face when I brought her up. Why did you make a face? The Sophia? Yeah. 
Oh, it, no, uh, I, I did the he face was literally because reacting to the just mummy. because you the said mummy. the mummy and I had to remember <laughs> that movie. I mean, yeah, yeah, you should have said Sophia from uh, Kingsman, The Secret Service. Hex, or, yeah. Uh, I barely remember her in that movie. Uh, Star Trek She's Beyond, which I know you haven't things. seen, but what? Star Trek Beyond. No, yeah. She did good in that. Oh, yeah. my gosh. She's, She's so the, good yeah, in that. Yeah. Speaking of movies that are... <laughs> <laughs> Watch these movies. Uh, I, I'll get there. I'll get there. I went to do. I went to do Grand Budapest. Piss. Grand Budapest. Grand Budapest. Close. close. Very close. What the fuck back. are you saying about the movie? <laughs> are you like making fun of it right now? Because that's a great movie. We're I gonna fell make asleep a, uh, like five funny minutes one. into it. You sethed it. I sethed it. And <laughs> Oh. But I'm not. I'm not done. I'm gonna give it a <laughs> podcast. Is just gonna be a whole bunch of. <laughs> like you, give it another shot. you know what? Like Fifth Element is way up here, and the Grand Budapest is down here. How yeah. dare you? D- don't don't you, you can't say a fucking word because you mean, didn't watch the movie. How dare <laughs> it clearly you? Clearly wasn't that good. But the Grand Budapest, that movie was awesome. If you don't uh, know what you're getting into, I can see where you would be like, I'm tired. It was late. Like I, I yeah. shouldn't have thrown in the movie because it's a Wes Anderson film and no. those are kind of slow along the way, but I'm so disappointed bum, in you, Matt. If I was if I was your father, you would have just lost your inheritance. That's all right. There's nothing there anyway. <laughs> you lost yours, so. Oh. His father? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Yes. You're not Batman. Uh, yep. All right. So, um, the so let's talk about the uh, the. Uh, actually, I have two, one thing before I want to get there. Cat People, which was done by David Bowie what? in this film, right? Oh, okay. D- uh, that was a song. They were. It starts off really deep, and it, I thought it was Iggy Pop for a second. Then I realized it was David Bowie. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, funny enough, that was made for a film that came out around the time that this film was set. Cat People, which starred Malcolm McDowell. Um, they put it in the and I've never heard cats. it's never been in any other movie to my knowledge anyway so I thought it was interesting that they took the title song from another 80s film and dropped it in this one interesting you know what I mean yeah, like that's kind really of interesting, interesting. Um, so the hallway or stairwell stairway fa- uh, fight ah. mm-hmm. what did you guys think about that so oh good grief she is just gonna die it was awesome I yeah. was just like they make you believe it's all one cut too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. didn't notice. Yeah. That is John Wick right there. Yeah, it just went on forever. I freaking love John Wick. Mm-hmm. Haven't seen it. Oh my god! <laughs> Hold up. <laughs> More yelling. Listen, I haven't seen. More listen, 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 listen. The one I haven't pit- seen him either, man. Right. Kyle. <laughs> We're so disappointed. <laughs> okay, well, hold you on. You lost your inheritance too, Kyle. Oh, we've talked about movies. Okay. We talk. We talk about movies that. We do and don't like. And the one f- kind of film that I always find boring is an action film. I don't like you anymore. <laughs> but these <laughs> movies are so... John Wick... Atomic Blonde interested me because of the setting like and John because Wick. of the music. And I will see John Wick because I hear it's all about a cat or something or maybe a How dog. How dare you? You don't Whatever. even need to know. Just watch it. But, uh... But those movies just don't interest me. It's like I just don't. I don't know. They're, oh. they're the main reason they're. Great I like to watch ballet, is but like the am- I gotta be in the mood for it. The amazing chore- oh, okay. choreographed. Yeah, uh, right. it's so well done. And you can tell, like it was face. the same with Atomic Blonde. The actor, actress in this case, they 
clearly trained. just trained their asses there is off actually to be able to do this. overlap for john wick and yeah. atomic bond to where they actually charlie's and uh keanu reeves actually trained together yeah. a little aren't bit. they adorable oh my gosh i would watch that movie yeah. them training together <laughs> yeah the whole movie is. I made a joke. Maybe maybe you can wait for the Blu-ray and uh, watch the behind the scenes. I made a joke like. I just meant they should team up together later. Oh, okay. Yeah, Yeah, Atomic Blonde and John Wick crossover. Yeah, I was like, oh, she's in the eighties. Are they going to combine universes? Yeah. So let's assume she's forty-five in this movie. That means in two thousand (laughs) nineteen, if there was a crossover, thirty years. So she's seventy. Oh yeah, I see that movie. I got it. No, I got it. I got it. Bill and Ted travel to the future, and they pick up John Wick, (laughs) (laughs) and then they go back. And along the way, they get Doc and Marty too. Because then, because at the end of the movie, after Bill and Ted have brought them back, Doc and Marty has got to bring them to the future. I just, I'd love to see the the. two-person role that Keanu was playing. Wouldn't that be awesome? Yeah, that'd be insane. Side side. <laughs> oh, man, they look at each other and like, what, dude? We'd have to shoot all his bearded stuff one time and then shoot all his shaved stuff another time. Yeah. Unless unless in the future. <laughs> oh, wait, they do have beards. And then they we go to Neo yeah, and then it shit's all going to hell. Thank you for laughing. <laughs> <laughs> she takes a bow afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> you guys suck. <laughs> Neo, the Matrix. Yeah, I knew what you meant. I hate you. (laughs) Did we answer whatever you were wanting to discuss? I don't remember (laughs) what it was. I wanted to know what you guys thought about the stairway scene. It was bad. Okay, yeah, it was awesome. It was very well choreographed, just like John. It was incredible, Uh, and yeah, great. And it's different than John Wick. I mean, like we still get some hand to hand combat. Yeah, and John Wick kind of just plows through everything. Oh, Everybody yeah. in the movies, in his movies, with a gun. She's got a lot of kickback or multiple at, at guns here. Hers is yeah. a lot of martial art. Yeah, kind of thing. It's awesome. Yeah. Well, she can't make a lot of fucking noise, so she's like, I'm gonna use the butt of my gun instead of shooting you in the head. Right. It's cool. I enjoyed it. Yeah, that was also interesting like, to see him uh, or her take spyglass with him because, like I said in the book, he just gets sniped. From the building, right. Percival is not even there during that event. Uh, Did Percival betray her? Uh, we find Movie out at the book. very end he was bad, but also she's bad. So right, every spy is kind of bad. Yeah, really. uh, she doesn't even ever tell them that she killed him. Huh. Which is interesting. Another thing, the most similar part of this movie and the graphic novel is the interrogation. Like, there's a lot that's directly lifted hmm. in there and actually i knew this is fun i don't know about you you read lots of comics mm-hmm. uh way more than me um do you choose certain people's voices when you're reading it in your mm-hmm. head i do uh such as like when i read batman who do you kevin, kevin conroy, conroy is who is playing in my mm-hmm. head uh this they're mi6 agents so i had to come up with british accents and uh Toby Jones' character, mm-hmm. her superior, I did not picture Toby Jones. I So uh, the whole time I'm in my head playing uh, Michael Caine. Uh, I knew character. you were going to freaking say that. So I don't know why I yeah. went straight. He kind of looks like Michael Caine in the book. Right. But, uh, and then we have uh, Percival, who is nothing like his character in the movie. Uh, he's like this old, grumpy, sexist guy who's just... M- He's a straight agent. Interesting. He's kind of in charge of Berlin. 
as an agent huh. and uh hmm. um i kind of just mixed a little bit of uh hitler and schwarzenegger to get his voice okay so you're crazy that's really weird <laughs> i'm not good with german so like watchmen right dr manhattan mm-hmm. zordon <laughs> from power rangers that was all I could hear because he's blue. Like it's like that's that's what you sound like. Um, Danny uh, Danny Ketch from Ghost Rider. Mm-hmm. Uh, Danny Phantom. Uh, always sounded like Brandon Lee. Like no, oh, uh, interesting from, from like The Crow. Mi- mixed between him and Eric Mavius, who played a different version of The Crow, but that's kind of who I heard in there. Definitely not fucking Nick Cage. Yeah, with normal. Uh, or- Oh my god, that is definitely not the right way to say that. Um, <laughs> with uh, <laughs> with um, American characters, <laughs> I no just normal. <laughs> yeah, normal voices. Yeah, everyone else is weird. Everett. Oh my god. I don't know why I would race. You lost your inheritance too. You better, <laughs> you better cut that out before somebody kills your father. our UK listeners, we apologize for Everett's blatant racism. Oh, with Americans, because I'm an American, wow. I just. It's just <laughs> everything's American. Kyle, Everybody we speaks need to, English. We need a team We're together now to uh, bring down Everett. It's, that's that's just my voice that I play in those in those characters, <laughs> just because I know it. But with this book, it was the first time I think I'd read anything where all the characters were not American besides one character. You mean normal? Oh my god! You know yeah, what? Normal. Normal characters. I'm just. You know what? I'm gonna own it. <laughs> normal. Did you? Uh, did you ever read the Freddy versus Jason versus Ash no. comics? No. Uh, no. You need to read those. They were so. They're so good. And like Bruce Campbell's voice is like literally leaps right off the page. He's normal. She's He's normal. normal. But that motherfucker's British. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, he's British. Actually, that reminds me of a. And there's a Canadian over there. <laughs> he's not normal. Relevant to Kyle. Uh, he's almost normal. Kyle's <laughs> father-in-law. I once heard telling a story about his oldest daughter when uh, she was talking about the sound of music one time. I guess to somebody, and uh, when she was very young, and she said something about how she was a nun, but then at the end of the movie, she becomes a normal person. <laughs> Or a real person. <laughs> One of those words. Real, a real boy. <laughs> she becomes a real person. Yeah, I think that's what she said. She becomes a real person. <laughs> uh, what else, Matt? What else were you going to ask us? You said what? the stairwell scene. We stairwell all Stairwell scene. That. You guys like that. With um, the normal people. That blonde guy that looks kind of like John Hamm. Did you guys enjoy... Right? He kind of does. He does yeah. look like John Hamm. Yeah, I recognize him from SLC Punk. Oh, okay. Did you guys... What did you guys think of Purcell's death? How you say his name? Dude, I didn't care for him. I know you didn't care for him, but Bye. did you like how it was done? Like, I it was kind of like really the cool. breaking the fourth wall a little bit. Yeah, I, liked I thought that it was a really lot. cool. It was a very interesting choice, stylistically. Yeah, it's fine. Oh. Is there like a whale over there? No, or it's, just it's Matt. That was my foot. I'm sorry. Oh. I keep I keep twisting. Yeah, in the comic, it doesn't. You don't really know if she killed him. Like you assume it could be her, could be somebody else. They're in a trench coat, but she's there. Ah, uh, because you see her, her shoe. Does it go into Purcell's relationship with um, James? Mm, I don't think so. Because we get that one photograph of those two together, which is interesting, and it's interesting that she also didn't know that. Or at least that's how she plays it, is that she didn't know that even though she was at James's apartment or something mm-hmm. at some point. Yeah, I don't remember what they say. There was a lot of dialogue I've forgotten from the book, but 
because it's been a while. Right. Anything that anybody did not like? I loved everything about this movie. Like Kyle said, the music thing, that did get me at first. I was like, oh, no, is are they going to do this bad? Because I complained the same thing about Kong Skull Island. Like, there was way too much soundtrack in that movie, not enough score. Because mm. uh, they were just trying, mm-hmm. it seemed like they were just trying to be like, hey, you're in the Vietnam times. Right. No, I think, like, maybe this is the new right. thing. Uh, yeah, well, that's the thing. I'm, I was afraid it was just, like, Guardians started this thing, and now everybody's trying to yeah. bank off of it. Yeah. Well, that's what they used to do like, in the 80s, It takes place too. in the 80s. Let's play all mm. the 80s. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot, of, a lot of films back then, like, I think Breakfast Club doesn't actually have a score. If it does, it's a couple songs. This film only has three score suites that last between like four and seven minutes on the soundtrack it's very hmm. small tyler bates did it though oh yeah i saw that of guardians of the galaxy speaking, speaking of guardians of... other than well i i kind of already said all my stuff but i did think i didn't like the uh i like the music it didn't bother me at all fit really well but then once it started playing under pressure as like as it was closing out i didn't like that i did like, was i was like, like that was one Go ahead. For me, that was one too many, you know? Okay. I liked it. Uh, Yeah, I liked it. Well, because... It was relevant. Yeah, because it fits, because it's about the Berlin Wall coming down, so I I I thought thought it was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, Right. There were one, two, three, four, five, six producers on this film. That's a ton. A ton of... Ton? A yeah, that, ton. That's a six. Ton. Ton. A that's, ton. <laughs> that's six. That's six, but I mean like... Which is, that's surprising for a pretty small film, you oh, know, like it doesn't small, have a yeah. huge cast, yeah. it didn't have a huge budget, and, you know. Yeah, and you would think that like that, usually that many producers signals there's something wrong. Right, Um. yeah, I kind mm. of, it seems like this Milking to me, because I would imagine... Uh, <laughs> uh, her company, Denver and Delilah... Got the book wow. before it was published. Right. That's cool. And I would imagine it was, this is not a book that you would expect to be made into a movie. Where did you get a copy? Like, I couldn't even find a copy. Uh, I read it from, the, or got it from the library. Did you? The public library. Because I looked around online and I looked for people just reviewing <laughs> or talking about it and things like that. And I had the hardest time. Yeah, I think, I mean, I don't, it's been a while, but the public library had at least one copy. Hmm. Like I said, didn't expect it, but so I would imagine her company just reached out and asked for more so money than, and they probably, since it's a small company, I would imagine they know where to go probably without having their stuff messed with too much. Yeah, but I mean, that, and that's exactly what I'm saying though, is like, because when you get that many people involved, it's like, well, I gave you this amount of money, like, I think I get so much say in this. And even distributors do that sometimes, but mm-hmm. Focus... Focus is, really is pretty an hands awesome off. company. Yeah, they're like Orion from the eighties. Yeah, that's Orion was very, very hands off. Have you heard that they're back? No, I heard that from on a different podcast. I'm not sure if it's true, that would but be I heard that they're doing movies again, which is weird. Yeah, they do. They went bankrupt. Yeah, yeah. They were always hands off. That like, uh, Robocop was made there. Like you couldn't get a com- another company to produce something like that, which I know you haven't seen. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have too many other thoughts on this. I half expected it to... I wish it was kind of black. I wish it did the Sin City thing, honestly. Wouldn't it be cool if it was all black and white, but then, like, shades of red and shit like that? But not, like, where it's clothing, but, like, when the character is bathed in those neon lights, they become that color. Hmm. Uh... Normal people. (laughs) Normal people can't be spies. (laughs) 
Oh wait, she was a normal person. <laughs> was she? End, we are all. That's oh, the yeah. twist. She's, yeah, a, normal she's person. a normal person. That's why she was a triple agent. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best way to explain tri- this movie. And then at the end, she's, she's a triple normal. Agent. They don't you think she's spots. British, but in the end, she's actually normal. <laughs> <laughs> she's a real person. <laughs> Is she British? Is she in with the Russians? No, she's normal. <laughs> she's normal. Don't worry about it. And she's then she normal. walks off to, "Won't you be my neighbor?" <laughs> Won't you be my? Mm. John Goodman. <laughs> he was Canadian though. Ah, damn! Way to go, well, Matt. He did a lot for our youngsters. He was not normal. He was almost. He's close to normal. <laughs> <laughs> he is so fine. Close. We get Bob Ross instead. Any rate, does anybody have uh, any other thoughts on this film? It was good. No, you know, I it took it. I really had to pay attention the whole time, and my what mind you find was confusing. I don't know, like the <laughs> this movie, the cuts on it, you know, with to different <laughs> scenes, which I don't know. I felt like there was a lot of it, so yeah, I had to like it was keep telling, up. It was telling a story the whole time. On. Yeah. Um. But don't you realize that I'm the more you about. watch, the more you'll understand? Yeah, but it was just, you know, I like to understand right then. So I just had to keep up with God, it. But that's not, I'm not, that's not a bad thing. I'm not talking bad about the movie because I loved it. I, don't I really, want him to watch Twin Peaks now. Oh, my God. You're going to hate yourself. <laughs> I don't have anything bad to say about this movie. I really, mm-hmm. really enjoyed it. Same. I don't have anything bad to say. I, enjoy, I mean, I, I, I voice my concerns. Yeah, you already said the bad things. I, I, yeah. did, I did. You always got to be that Debbie Downer. I do. I do have to, be, I, I have to be the critical eye of the group. Like Grossness. Unless it's the Giver. <laughs> Unless it's the Giver. <laughs> That's another one I fell asleep during. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? That's warranted. But like Fifth Element, no. I, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I just wasn't getting enough sleep or something. Your room is when did you figure figure out that it was Satchel? You lose your inheritance. When did I figure out? <laughs> when did everybody figure out it was Satchel? She was Satchel. I had a feeling. I had suspicions until she shot I Percival. Can't. I Whenever guess I can't answer. Because yeah. you knew. Mm. Yeah. Whenever she made the big deal about the CIA agent, and then they got into like we got along a little further into the film, like maybe I don't know, twenty minutes or so. And they kept hounding her about Satchel and the list and this flashback with James mentioning Satchel. I was like, she's going to be like, I was like, she's going to be this character. I knew as soon as she was in the office and they said they wanted Satchel dead or alive. And I was like, well, that's herself. So, right. (laughs) That's fast. Um, Got it spoiled because he's an imbecile. What about you, Kyle? No, I'm glad I read the book before. Kyle. What was the question? When did you find out? Just what did I think? When did you satchel? figure out that she was Satchel? Uh, <laughs> today. Honestly, didn't find out till I read the reviews today. <laughs> I was like, oh, that makes sense now. <laughs> My gosh, what the Just heck? being honest, all right? <laughs> you make me feel no, a lot no, better no, wait, about wait, being confused wait, about the I movie. Need to, I need to understand this. You didn't. You watched this movie and you didn't understand she was Satchel at the he end? He flat out calls her Satchel. Didn't get it. Did he? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, Kyle, were you alone the in the theater? The Berlin guy, the weird one, and she has the dark I hair. I was, yeah. And no, he was like, uh, okay, he thank was, you, Satchel. He was a Soviet. 
Did you fall asleep during this? No, movie? Kyle was busy getting a handy or something. He couldn't no. pay attention. No, he said Shut he was up. alone. No, I was by myself. Were you, no, were you pulling a Paul Rubens? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but I thought of that yesterday. That exact reference because uh, he was he's saying he was either going to go in the morning or go at ten at night, and I was thinking if you go at ten at night, there's totally a scene you could Paul Rubens it. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> hey, you are right there with us. You guys are gross. You were giving a handy to the microphone a minute ago. Uh, <laughs> you were, uh, though. I was milking. <laughs> milking. What's <laughs> the difference? <laughs> yeah. um, that's actually about the same thing. Not really. It's not supposed yeah. to go down. Okay, stop. Stop doing that. <laughs> <laughs> this is a family podcast. No, it's not. Oh, God. No. <laughs> I wish I would have, you wish you had told me that 90 Are we going to talk ago. about pegging again? Yay! <laughs> Like a year and a half ago. <laughs> Yay, pegging. <laughs> Never thought I'd cheer after someone saying that. <laughs> uh, favorite scenes? You're the one who asked, why don't you go first? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm just going to say the stairwell scene, I guess. Stairwell scene. It was awesome. You said it. Yeah. So that means I got to pick a new one. <laughs> now you guys have to pick something else. All right, let me think for a little bit. Our introduction to Purcell. I like that's what that was my other thing I was gonna say was I yeah, I liked when he fights the cops and stuff. You can't have then, more than one. I mean, like that, but also just no, the fact that he's there. That he's like, backup. money's great, but information's better. Like, mm. like it very much set up his character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, you learn about a lot about his character right away. I like uh, that. I that, wait, wait, that dance scene, that fake dance scene where the cops like dance. And then he busts that guy over the head with the skateboard. That was brutal. That was brutal. That was really weird. It almost sets that guy up to be a, a villain. But right. Where, but nothing, where did he go? He just yeah. disappears. That scene seemed very I random mean, you, to me. You see him again later dealing with Purcell. That's who he's giving the information to. Oh, uh, uh, okay, yeah. I mean, you uh, see him then, yeah. but he's no... I don't think he ever is Wasn't actually killed. Wasn't he the guy that she had to talk to for a little bit in that like bar? Too? No, that's not the same guy. No, that was the guy at the end. Uh, I'm re- okay, that's the guy who called her by name, Satchel. Yeah, that was a different dude mm-hmm. who tried to kill her after guy. he got the list. Uh, yep. So. Yep. Mine. Um, I like the underground teenage nerds. What? That sounds stupid. (laughs) (laughs) The underground teenage nerds. All right. So she gets that contact from um, the watch guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I really liked him. And I liked the scenes of their little hideout area with all the people in their old ass computers. And that guy playing Tetris. Like, it's like the hottest thing in the world. It was cool. The clock guy showed up in the end too though didn't he yeah. she she was with him so he was a part of the ca yeah, yeah he was something so that means that the teen people were also a part of the ca no they operated on their own yeah oh okay they were like they were just the unruly the middleman what, what about the guy that okay so the guy that her. helped with the umbrella thing and also cleaned up the mess that she made in the end of all the middle that's man. the teen okay. yeah. they were just well he must have are you sure just middleman I, yeah i think just Hired kind of help. like yeah, hired help. Like he, they just do stuff like make fake IDs and they. I think he'll be exclusive for it. her though. Oh. No. They're kind of like a, they're work profiteers. Oh. Gotcha. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I have a feeling he'll follow her though. Now, but no, where it's gonna go now? And work with her. There's no war. I don't know. I wonder if it'll be a sequ- there'll be a sequel or not. 
Um, since I can't pick the stairwell scene, I will pick the umbrella scene leading up to the stairwell scene. Yeah, I thought cool that scene. was really cool. There was lots of suspense. Oh, They're walking, yeah. and I'm like freaking out, like what's gonna happen? And then the umbrellas go up, and that was just really cool. Um, that was a cool visual. It was so cool looking. And then I'm still not feeling like everything's safe. And then Percival shoots Spyglass, and uh, I don't know. Did you guys figure he was going to shoot Percival? I mean, he was going to shoot Spyglass? I, yes. I, I no, 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 I didn't see that coming out, obviously. I knew. The, the novel painted my brain a certain color, so I wasn't expecting it. Oh, so the novel Percival didn't do that? No, no, he's not even there. He got sniped in the novel. Huh. Yeah, Spyglass, actually, right, there's I just that's one how, sniper. He said he died that way. Yeah, there's just one sniper, and yeah. Percival's not even on that side of the wall. Interesting. Right. I knew as huh. soon as he had the list, I second-guessed myself whether she was Satchel or not, and I thought maybe he was Satchel, so I knew he was going to betray her, especially when she specifically said, I've never lost a package. Boom. I knew she would. And Spyglass um, was being um, curious, too, because he, w- he talked about Satchel and how he didn't want Satchel's identity to get out. Didn't he say something like that? He basically knew who it was. He knew who it was, yeah. He told her he did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I'm surprised she wouldn't have killed him at that point, though. Yeah, it was it was a interesting. She needed him. Hmm. Needed a convincing story. Favorite scene ever. Um, I liked. Uh, well, it's hard for me to pick a favorite scene, but I will say my two favorite settings are her hotel room yes. and the interrogation room. Um, I loved the neon lights on the hotel room. Yeah, it looked so cool. Yeah. Uh. I guess if I had to narrow it down, probably uh, one of the more comical scenes in the interrogation room. Mm. Like a cocksucker. The cocksucker scene was great. Uh, <laughs> whenever uh, she, she explains, she's talking, telling the story about the sex scene, and then it goes back to Toby, Toby Jones. Jones. And he's like, so you made, made contact. contact. Yeah. Which the trailer ruined that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that. We watched, all, uh, we watched oh, a couple it. trailers. We watched... At least one red band and one green band, and both both of them gave that part away. No. Anybody have anything else? Here's another thing. Atomic Blonde, that was kind of a confusing title for me because she has dark hair the entire novel until the end of the book when she's revealed as a double agent. She has blonde hair. That is weird. Weird. When she goes to meet with the really? Soviet. Because in this one, it's opposite. She's blonde opposite, the whole time. Right. When she's undercover, she has darker hair. It's more of a striking visual, and she stands out more, yeah, I think, yeah, with yeah. the blonde. And it's a cool title. It is yeah, a it cool really title. Is. Caught my Oh, eye. what did it get um, yeah, ratings? Well, what was the title? Coldest City. Right the now. Coldest City, yeah, that's a super boring title. <laughs> well, it's about the Cold War. Cold War is kind of boring in a way. Is the see, the prequel the coldest winter? Yeah. Oh, okay. Seventy six percent on the tomato meter. Oh. Uh sixty eight percent of audiences liked it. Interesting. Mm. That is interesting. Uh yeah. Yup, yup. And it's uh yeah, made back its budget. Right now I think it's at like forty million worldwide. Hmm. Interesting. Uh thirty million budget. Something like that. Yeah, thirty million. Not bad. That's not too bad. No, I mean for something uh, coming out in summer one, it's a hard, it's a hard sell. Yeah. Because your big, this is when your big hitters come out. 
you know, your big Marvel movies and DC and everything else all hit about this time. So it's uh it's impressive. Yep. So do we wanna end the podcast making fun of me for my xenophobia? You or racist making fun of Kyle for not realizing what <laughs> the movie <laughs> twist was. What an idiot. Oh man. Have you watched, have you Honestly I think I did sense? fall asleep. <laughs> yeah, I wanna I wanna go watch all the M night movies with you and like explain the ending to you. No, no, I wanna hear his I point mean. of view. Oh <laughs> Tell me what just happened, Kyle. <laughs> In your words. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Let me go read some reviews. Hey, everybody. Thanks again for listening to Geek Cinema Podcast. If you enjoyed it, please go subscribe to us on iTunes and leave a review. Or subscribe on your podcast app. And follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash geekcinemapod. Twitter.com slash geekcinemapod. Although, you know I say that every week, but really, we don't use our Twitter. So if you have, if you use Facebook or Instagram, follow us on there first. Then if you want Twitter, we might get around to responding to you. Uh, Instagram is just Geek Cinema. And then we have a website, geekcinemapod.com, that you can go on and uh, use our contact info on there. Or just go through our uh, back catalog and look at all of those. Uh, but anyway... Say hi at some point if you want to. God, this is such a great song, you know? Okay, well. Let me out! Okay, I'm going to stop singing along and let you go. And we will see you next time. Bada bing, bada boom.